You're listening to the Marketing Analytics Show brought to you by Supermetrics. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Marketing Analytics Show, the podcast that helps you get better at marketing analytics. This podcast is brought to you by Supermetrics. Over half a million marketers use Supermetrics to move data from popular marketing platforms such as Facebook, Google Analytics, and HubSpot to their favorite analytics reporting and data warehouse tools, including Google Sheets, Excel, Google Data Studio, Google BigQuery, and more. Give Supermetrics a spin and start your 14-day free trial at supermetrics.com. I'm your host, Anna Shutko, and today our guest star is Charles Farina, a head of innovation at AdSphere. In this episode, you'll learn what Google Analytics 4 is and how it is different from Universal Analytics, how the data model has changed and how GA4 uses events, how you should set these events correctly if you want to start using GA4, and what kind of reports you can create with Google Analytics 4 data. I hope you'll enjoy this episode. Hello, Charles, and welcome to the show. Hi, so excited to be here. Awesome. Yay. We're really happy to have you here. And I'm actually super excited about this episode because I heard a lot about the new GA4 and I'm sure our audience would love to learn more about it. So let's start with the first question. So first of all, could you please tell us what is Google Analytics for and how is it different from the previous versions of Google Analytics and from, well, Universal Analytics? Yeah. So Google Analytics 4 is essentially a completely new version of Google Analytics. The best way I like to describe it is Google Analytics has been around for about 15 years now. And this is the first time that Google's actually updated the entire platform, both the front end and the back end. So because of that, uh, for most people, it's not backwards compatible. It requires new tags and a brand new implementation. And it differs from Universal Analytics in almost every way. It's a new data model, it's new features, it's a new UI. And what I'm most excited about about it is many of us have been waiting for features like pathing and funnels and BigQuery integrations in Universal. And now for the first time ever in GA4, we have some of these new capabilities that have simply not been available before to us. Wow, that definitely sounds awesome. And actually, I didn't know they also updated the backend. I, also, I only thought that, you know, they updated the UI and made some improvements to the reporting. But yeah, that totally sounds like a whole new world. So with that in mind, uh, could you please tell us a bit more, why should marketers start using the new GA4 if they haven't yet, you know, started it? Yeah, so one of the biggest reasons you're going to want to start using GA4 today is because Since it has this new data model and needs this new implementation, uh, you have to start using it and start implementing it in order to get access to all these new features. You can't carry your existing data from your old implementations over to this new platform. And to your point about the new backend, really what's changed here is Google's adopting uh, an event-based data model. This data model is very common in other platforms like Snowplow and many others and it's gonna make it easier to work with. So at the end of the day, marketers are going to want to start using GA4 because in a few months, it's it's just gonna be the best place to be. It's where these new features are, where you can create funnels. We can actually do pathing analysis and understand content performance in ways that were really hard to do in Universal. 
And simply, in order to get access to all these features, you need to use GA4. And what we're going to talk through uh, in, in our session today, Anna, is it's very easy to actually use both at the same time. And for right now, that's actually the best recommendation is continue to use Universal, but just start using GA4 in addition to the GA properties you already have in place. All right. Yeah, it definitely does sound like a wise idea to, you know, start using both maybe in parallel and then switch to GA4. So could you please actually maybe talk more about this? So what should marketers consider when they're starting to implement the GA4? So any, you know, like prep work that needs to be done and maybe then you can touch on how they could run both in parallel and what would be, you know, like the best outcome of using both of these in parallel? Yeah, I think the best place to start is think about kind of what vertical uh, and what your use cases are with Google Analytics. Um, so some, some things are like for Firebase, for mobile apps. So if you have an iOS app or an Android app, um, Google's already deprecated some of the functionality from Universal Analytics for mobile apps and has been pushing users over to Google Analytics for Firebase for quite some time. So for mobile apps, actually not that much has changed because in fact, GA4 is basically the same exact data model as Firebase. And Google actually allows you to upgrade your Firebase properties to GA4 and it carries all of your data forward. So for mobile apps, you don't really have to think about doing anything that different. Now for web, uh, there could be a variety of things you wanna, you wanna think about here. One of the biggest challenges I think we have is GA4 is not yet complete. It doesn't have all of the use cases that we have and we need from Universal Analytics. And I'm sure Google's going to address this throughout the year. There's just all these new features like attribution. We need more, um, we need more uh, view level components. So how do we manage user permissions? How do we do country level views? All this sort of stuff is going to be, be coming out, I think, throughout this year. So really, the biggest thing right now is to just consider where you are at. If you already have Universal Analytics in place, then my recommendation is just start with the foundation. Um, just try and get the basic page view tag implemented so you can start seeing the new event-based data model and the new features. And then my best advice is you can basically take the implementation and break it out. So just plan over the next 12 months of starting to move your events over from Universal into GA4, and you can do it in phases. And I always like to think about, start with the events that are most important, which are your conversions, then move on to the second level of what events kind of lead to conversions. And then lastly, you can just move over all of the nice to have events. So those random things where you're tracking buttons or uh, scrolls or all sorts of other engagements, uh, you can do that last. So just break it out into the phases, make it easy, and, and take your time would be my advice there. Yeah, it does definitely sound like a great advice. And uh, also another question. So you've mentioned about this, you know, event-based data model and that GA4 technically uses events as their main concept. So could you please tell us more about this data model? So uh, as it can combine data from different devices, how has the data model changed? And maybe then you could dive deeper into what events are here in J4. And then you were talking about different kinds of events. So how should marketers set the events correctly? Are there any specific things they should take into consideration? You know? Yeah, great question, Anna. So I think to start 
let's think about universal analytics. So the version of Google Analytics we've been using forever. That model was based off of kind of a hit-based data model. So when we track things, we had to determine what sort of hit was it. Was it a page you hit? Was it a transaction hit? Was it an event? And they, each of those different hit types had very different schemas and different capabilities. And because of that, it was one of the reasons that some things in GA didn't always work so well. So as an example, if you wanted to figure out something around content performance and you wanted to understand how does a particular piece of content lead to conversions or how do particular pieces of content lead to like e-commerce transactions, if you go into the content reports in Google Analytics today, there are no conversion columns and there are no revenue columns for transactions because hits don't, or these, these uh, uh, page view hits don't really work well with other sort of event hits. It, the data model just doesn't really support it. So what's changing with GA4 is it has this new event-based data model where simply everything is an event. Even a page view is an event. So simply you have an event name and then you have these event parameters. And the parameters, you just make them relevant to whatever your use case is. So that's the big difference here, is that it's kind of adopting this new event-based data model with these parameters that just allow you to make it very flexible depending on your use case. Yeah, that definitely sounds very, very interesting. And I'm sure that many marketers would love to use it for a variety of different use cases now that the data model is so flexible. And uh, also, now that you mentioned the schema has changed, and well, because the data model has changed. So basically, now we should have a whole new set of metrics and dimensions, which kind of leads me to my next question. So what kind of reports can marketers create using the GA4 data? And maybe another question here would be, what reports would you recommend starting with? Yeah, so once you get started with GA4, there's kind of two key areas in the platform. And this is a big change from Universal. So GA4 is going to give you a set of kind of canned out-of-the-box reports. So in the old version of Google Analytics, we had the ABCs that we all talked about, audience, acquisition, behavior, and conversion. In GA4, they've kind of rebuilt it. And now we have the AEMR. I haven't figured out a catchy kind of acronym for that, but they're organized into like acquisition engagement, monetization, and retention. And you can even see right there, it's kind of giving a, a newer feel to how most of us talk about these key areas today, which I like. Now, those reports are, are kind of predefined. I'm hoping they get a lot more flexible in the future. Um, my recommendation would be, if you're starting out with GA4, um, one of the coolest things is Google actually announced um, just very recently, there's a new demo account that you can try without even implementing and get familiar with it. The best place to go, in my opinion, is you should go straight into the analysis reports. So analysis is really exciting because previously, this was only available in the paid version of Google Analytics, Google Analytics 360. Google's actually taken this report uh, component and now in GA4, everyone has access to it for free. And what I'm excited about is in here, we have some really cool features um, that I think you're all really gonna like. 
So for the first time, you can actually build a meaningful funnel in GA. So you can build funnels that are retroactive, they're user scoped, you can define your own steps, they're very flexible. There's also pathing in there. So for the first time, we can do meaningful pathing. You can do forwards pathing, you can do backwards pathing, all sorts of uh, kind of rich components. And one of my favorite features that kind of shows the new capabilities in GA4, kind of to your, your point about new metrics, is uh, as an example, when you're building audiences or you're building funnels, for the first time, we can actually do meaningful analysis with time. So in universal analytics, we really only could do time-based analysis on session time or time per page. Those were the only kind of time metrics. GA4, because of the new data model and how these events work, time is actually way more easier to work with. So here's an example. If you wanted to do analysis and figure out how long does it take your users to do any kind of two things, if it was filling out a form and when did they start it and when did they finish it, or when did they get to your homepage and how long did it take them to get to your blog? You couldn't really do that analysis in uh, Universal. With GA4, you can just add a metric called elapsed time and you can say, okay, let's build a funnel of five steps and just show me how much time it took in days, minutes, seconds for each user to complete those steps. Or when you build audiences, you can say, hey, I have these two random interactions that I wanna analyze. Show me all of my users who did it within two minutes or five minutes or six days, whatever you want. So because of this, a lot of that functionality that I'm mentioning that's just new, most of that is going to be inside this analysis module. So my recommendation is if you're getting started with GA4 and you're either in the demo account or you have some data to play with, head over to analysis because really that's where a lot of these exciting new features and components will be. And I think in the future, there'll be even more in here as Google uh, kind of uh, releases new features throughout the rest of the year. That does sound like a whole new set of reports. And yeah, I, really interesting to hear about the funnels and pathing and especially about the time dimensions, because I'm sure many marketers would appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, that would really help improve the you know, UI, UX experiences as well. And uh, yeah, so a bit more about the report. You mentioned uh, there are a couple of reports you can create with GA data. And do you have any thoughts about what cross-channel reports can marketers create with you know, data from different platforms, combining it with GA data? So, for example, we can have a paid report like Facebook plus GA. Any kind of opportunities that you see there, or maybe you could throw in a couple of ideas of reports marketers could you know experiment with. Now that you also mentioned that they can export this G4 data. Yeah, so cross-channel is really interesting, Anna. So right now we have uh, a lot of excitement and then a little bit of a challenge. I'll start with a challenge. The challenge here is this is one of the use cases that Google still has a variety of features they need to release. So if you're familiar with universal analytics, then you probably uh, use multi-channel funnels and you use the attribution components a fair bit, um, that like entire attribution module is not yet available in GA4. Um, I'm hoping it comes soon. And once we have that, it opens up a variety of kind of easy to consume cross-channel reports. Um, so anyways, I'm sure Google's gonna be releasing new features to help us with that. 
Now, what we have today, I think, is pretty exciting. So when we talked about Google Analytics in the past, uh, once you kind of become a more sophisticated user, you realize that all the default reports all use a last non-direct attribution model. And in fact, you can't even change that attribution module. The only place you can really do cross-channel is if you're doing advanced segments or perhaps you're using the BigQuery feed with Google Analytics 360 uh, or some other kind of just niche uh, components in the existing platform. Now with GA4, if you go in there today, one of the things you'll discover is you can hit customize report in any of the standard reports. And one of the options it shows you is that you can actually change the default attribution module for all of the reports. So that default attribution right now, it's still really only last uh, click or last engagement, but the fact you even have some options to change it just gives you a preview of the future. So I'm hoping that sometime soon, Google will actually release other abilities, maybe a data-driven option, maybe a linear option, just a bunch of options for us to actually, for the first time ever, change what the default attribution module is in GA4. So that just gives you some, uh, hopefully, previews of what we might have in the future. And then to the last point, Anna, you mentioned the BigQuery feed. So this is a huge change, and in my opinion, the biggest change with GA4. All of us who use existing GA all have the same challenge at some point in time, which is once you become a more intermediate or advanced user, you just can't do everything in the UI. All of us at some point need access to the raw data to do our own data visualization, to do our own data joins, integrate it with our CRM or e-commerce platform, or to even just do this cross-channel and build our own attribution kind of reports and components. That just wasn't really possible in the free version of Google Analytics because you were just very limited into how you could get data out of the API. You had to deal with sampling and all sorts of other things. Now, GA4 has the free BigQuery integration, which used to only be available in GA360, the enterprise version. And that's really exciting because there, you actually have all of your raw data, you have all of the user and client IDs, you have all the traffic source information. So when you're thinking of cross-channel, you just have the ability to pretty much do whatever you want. Predictive, you can build your own models, all of these advanced use cases, which just weren't possible before. So with that, cross-channel, there's some really exciting components for GA4 in there. Yeah, sounds awesome. And uh, so to add to that, I actually was really curious to know about, you know, a more practical application of GA4. So could you actually please share a couple of examples uh, how GA4 changed the way analytics and reporting is done at your company, AdServe? Yeah, so the biggest change right now that's happening is in a few different areas, I would say. The product's still really new, so most of us are still primarily using Universal for most of our work streams, uh, but there are a few use cases where we've moved over to GA4. Some of the use cases are first are around BigQuery. So we use BigQuery very heavily. One of the challenges that we had with BigQuery on GA was in GA360, the paid version, which we have, um, our BigQuery feeds, actually the, the fastest we could get them updated was every 10 to 15 minutes, which was the streaming inserts. With GA4, uh, the BigQuery feeds actually have real-time streams 
that are within seconds. So if you ever get into like CDPs, your kind of customer data platform, and you want to activate data in real time based off what someone's doing in GA, you can open up a whole world around CDPs. So you can do email activation, you can trigger things in your CRM. So our team is starting to use these new BigQuery theme, uh, feeds to basically build our own kind of CDP. So that's kind of architecture and innovation. Another big change, and this is another uh, one of my favorite features in GA4, Google rebuilt conversion tracking. So for the first time, conversion tracking is way more flexible. You can reuse goals, or you actually have 30 conversions instead of 20. And simply my favorite feature is that you can actually take any audience that you build and make it a conversion. So previously in Universal, you could only really have a conversion based off of like a page URL or an event. Um, what was that category action label or what was the page URL? In GA4, you can build audiences with whatever conditions you want. So I could say, I want an audience of users who are in the US who viewed more than four pages and who did not convert, but also spent 15 minutes on a certain device. And using this audience trigger functionality, you can create an event from an audience when someone enters it, which you then use as a conversion. So simply to your question, Anna, one of the other changes there is it's opening up a whole new layer of sophisticated conversion tracking, which then you not only have for reports, but you can also layer into Google ads for audience activation and other components as well. So right there, that event-based data model is kind of bringing some pretty sophisticated changes there. So those are two examples for you on that. Yeah, wow. I think this has become like, you know, this has moved GA to like a totally new level. It does sound like it has so many more, you know, like granularity to the whole analytics and reporting suite. Now, yeah, Charles, thank you so much for sharing all these useful insights and where can the audience learn more about you? Oh, so that's pretty simple. Uh, I post a lot about GA4 on my own Twitter handle, such as Charles Farina, and also on LinkedIn. And occasionally, I also blog under the same URL. So um, just follow me anywhere on social media. And if you want to hear more about GA4, I hope to be a really great resource for you. Yeah, awesome. And do you actually want to mention a couple of words about your CXL course? Because I think our audience would find it super useful. Yeah, so I had an opportunity to launch the first uh, Conversion Excel course on Google Analytics 4. So what I really liked about the course that I built is I tried not to just use Slideware, but I tried to make it really interactive and engaging and get you experience by being hands-on with the product. So in my course, I basically share everything I know about GA4 today. And we actually implement it uh, together. So we go to uh, Weebly, we create a CMS together, we implement GTM, I show you how to implement GA4. And then with this implementation that we all do together, we learn all the new features like event modifications, audience triggers, how to set up your BigQuery integration, all the new privacy components. So there's about, I think, uh, four to five hours of content there on GA4 to try and get you everything you know and, and how to get started with this new platform. So I really enjoyed that and would love to get any feedback on kind of anyone that goes through that. Yeah, amazing. And thank you so much for coming on the show today. It was really great to be here. I really enjoyed the questions and thanks so much, Anna. And that's the end of today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. 
Before you go, make sure to hit the subscribe button and leave us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. If you'd like to kickstart your marketing analytics, check out the 14-day free trial at supermetrics.com. See you in the next episode of the Marketing Analytics Show.